0: In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from all over the world. I am your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 286. (music) Kyle J. Smith and Katie Sawatsky, thank you guys for coming on to the Cave of Solitude. This is going to be fun.
1: Thanks
2: for having us, man. Yeah, really fun
0: to be here. You guys have the best names for people who should be in a band. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, Kyle J. Smith and Katie sawatsky Like, that should be people winning a Grammy or something. Those are good names.
1: Yeah, we also kind of have the same initials, too, don't
2: we? Yes, that, yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. It goes well. If you guys were in a band, would you would it have a name or would it just be the name of the comic you're working on?
2: I think the name would be the name of the band.
0: It's a pretty Even, good name.
2: It, yeah, exactly. Even if there was no comic, that band should exist.
0: I think so.
1: Yeah. Someone might either that or just like the whitest people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I That's feel good. like I feel like my name is like the whitest possible name. Because my middle name is James too, so it's just Kyle James Smith. It doesn't get it doesn't get whiter than that, you know.
0: All you need is a Jones in there somewhere.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. it. A James and, is pretty close. Yeah.
2: My my legal first name isn't Katie. It might so my name is actually Mary Catherine Swatsky. So that got even white. Oh, it's so
1: fancy. So
2: that fancy. Is,
0: that is that's still a great name for someone who belongs on the screen. Mary <laughs> Catherine sawatsky,
2: sawatsky. i Everyone. i i get told it's a cop name like a buddy cop kind of like smith and sawatsky
0: it's <laughs> you guys got a lot of stuff we're working with there that's good smith and sawatsky i don't know if it's better kyle and katie or smith and sawatsky but it's good um kyle i know you as the guy who has the neatest desk in all of raid. <laughs> It was so yeah, neat thanks, that man. I told my wife, I go, you should see this guy's desk. He's got this Batgirl uh, figure and this figure, but his wires are all organized. The court, she's like, I like him already. My wife is very much like that. So, yeah, she, oh, man. she's thanks a fan. For, uh,
1: thanks for noticing. I always appreciate <laughs> when someone notices how clean my space is. No. <laughs> when
2: I go to the studio to see you, Kyles, and you're not at your desk, I look at your desk. Like that's a signifier. Oh, where are they? And I can't tell if you're even there or not.
0: That's how clean it is. Yeah. When I when Shane showed me, I said, "Whose desk is this?" He goes, "Oh, that's Kyle. He's so cool." I'm like, "Is he a murderer or something?" Like this is way too (laughs) organized. We all had a good laugh, but um. Yeah,
1: no, just my just my OCD. That's okay. I can't work in, like, clutter.
0: It's, it, it keeps it keeps everything organized. They say that that's so important to get your day started, right? Making sure everything's organized, so. Are you the same, Katie? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, uh, I, I have OCD, and I have, like, ADHD, so everything is either really slick and span or a complete fucking mess, and my desk by the end of the week is a fucking mess, and then... I panic on the weekend. I I like I have dreams. If I don't clean up the desk for Monday, I have like a like a nightmare that will leave me alone on Sunday night. So half and half, half and half. <laughs> like look, I've got like today, I've got, like I've got this crap all over the like. There's just what's this? It's a bag of treats for my dog and my friend. And my dog for me, and like this is this is what's around me. <laughs> I
0: I saw a couple of pictures of your dog Arthur, right?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: he's beautiful. Thank you. Anytime you need a, a, another dog sitter, I'd ha- be happy to take Arthur because I have a black lab myself. And okay, they're,
2: yeah. They're just the good. best. I'm just looking over my shoulder the curtain at him. He's passed out. He might make an appearance later. But yeah, they are the best. They're, they're the right balance of um, uh, stupid and uh, ready to go.
0: Yeah. They're the most <laughs> useless, useful thing to have in your life. They They contribute nothing but they make everything better. I don't know how yeah. to explain it.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you
0: have yeah, a dog, Kyle?
1: Yeah, I do. He's a little uh Mexican mutt we rescued him. He's like this he's just the scrappiest dude. He's got like scars on his face. He's got like a chunk out of his ear. He's got like missing patches of fur and half of his teeth are missing. He's like the most rough-around-edges guy ever, but he's so relaxed. It's like He's just seen it all and done it all, so nothing, nothing about him or nothing bothers him.
0: That's awesome. How old is How old is he? he
1: we don't know because he's rescued, but we're guesstimating he's probably around like nine, ten, something like that. So he's getting up there.
0: Right. Well, that's good. That's it's a it's a dog with character. There's something to be said about like those beautiful like picket fence dogs, and then you've got the ones that look like they've yeah. been through stuff. It's like they got a story to tell.
1: Oh yeah, he's got stories for sure.
0: So, speaking of stories, let's get into the work here, guys. Kyle, I'm going to start off with you. You just released your first web... Is this your first webcomic?
1: Uh, no, I've done a couple in the past, but uh, this is the only one I'm working on right now, currently.
0: Okay, tell us about it. It's called Wander, right?
1: Yeah, it's called Wander. Uh, um, the first episode just came out uh, last week. Um, it's very heavily inspired by all the... All the nerdy things that I love, which um, is very heavily based on like fantasy RPG, like uh, The Witcher, Dungeons and Dragons, big fan of Dark Souls and the whole From Software universe. So I just wanted to do something that was kind of for me, like a project that I was like, well, if I'm going to spend the time and do this, I got to I got to be really into it and I got to love making it. And, you know, it gave me an excuse to do something. Um so it's, yeah, it's just kind of like, um, like a love letter, all the, all the stuff that I'm into. Uh, it's, yeah, sword and sorcery, like, like magic and occult stuff, and uh, yeah.
0: Do you have, um, for something like this, do you have a certain amount of episodes that you have in mind or a certain amount of story? <laughs> like, is it finite or are you just going right now seeing where it takes you?
1: I have an ending um, in in the back of my head that i'm kind of like working towards but i but i'm kind of doing it in a way that i want it to be an ongoing series that i can manage and do um you know in a way that isn't going to destroy me um so i'm kind of doing it in chunks i'm doing like in 10 episode chunks kind of like seasons almost um, so I'll give myself a break after yeah. 10 episodes, essentially, and then uh, kind of take a step back and reassess yeah. and do another chunk of episodes after, yeah, like that. And, but and it, very little very little much, little much little an ongoing uh, series, yeah.
0: It, that's cool. And yeah. so the the first one was released just yeah. last week? Um, or th- was it this, yeah. this
1: oh, week? Oh, no, I, was, I just wanted to make sure... Oh sorry, can you guys hear uh, Ramon in the background through. there? Yeah. No, that, yeah,
0: we can, <laughs> but that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time i'm trying to hear Maybe. kyle
1: yeah, I might, yeah I, I might be able to yeah. turn the justice Kane. sorry that's Maybe okay. If I, just
2: get...
0: I can't hear you kyle it's You're okay you now it's okay just tell just tell the boss to shut up
2: <laughs> it's, it's, sit down.
0: it's all good um Katie, do you have some of the same sort of interests that line up with Kyle? I, I would imagine so.
2: Yes, yeah, I think that's probably... So, okay, so I think I've known Kyle longer than he knew I was even an artist or did anything in comics or any other uh, visual art industry. And I guess then the stuff he would have been seeing coming out for me was, at the time, like a lot of... Um, a lot of dark stuff, a lot of heavy inks that represent, you know, the, that kind of, it's it's like metal meets Dungeons and Dragons. It's that classic um, combination. I can't, I do some sci fi, I do some, I do some um, portraiture and stuff every now and then professionally, but, and some um, anime influence stuff if that's what they need. But personally, this is what I come back to, like the, the dark, the the layered the kinds of things that I probably was not supposed to be watching on TV when I was mm. you know an impressionable. Yeah, I love it. I love anything with an edge.
0: What was the first thing for both of you guys that like struck your imagination that made you say, "Yeah, I love this. This is my this is my jam."
2: Oof. Every now and then, I remember more about stuff. It comes back to you know right. people put older stuff on the internet and you're like oh wait no i did see that um oh man i okay it's probably watching my best friend's older brother buy comics and fantasy novels and he would just leave them lying anywhere in the house and i I'd, I'd go to the washroom or something and there'd be a stack of them next to the bathtub and i'd be like well that is totally piquing my interest so it would be you know the Dungeons and Dragons uh, DM manual. Uh, he had original Ninja Turtles comics, so that's heavy ink stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess one of the first things I found for myself when I had the um, independence to go into a comic bookstore was was Bone. Mm. Jeff's. So again, those heavy black inks and that beautiful, um, that realized world that that he created. Uh, that just it just made my brain sing in a way that nothing else ever had
0: that's cool how about for you kyle oh we can't hear you your mic hey. is muted <laughs> there is that you go. Better? That's better can you guys hear me now yes
1: all right sorry So this is a brand new mic that i'm using too so i'm still i'm figuring everything out no i don't problem. know skype i don't know my microphone yeah. yeah just let me know if uh things go weird but yeah no some very similar uh sort of sort of thing um I was like my dad used to take me to comic book stores because he was into that when you know he was uh, younger, and yeah, so I I grew up kind of reading comic books like you know like Marvel and DC stuff like Spider Man, Batman, X Men, all that stuff. Um, But I always really like. I love the, the the format and the, like, the sequential storytelling aspect of comic books, but I was always more into okay. fantasy, like, like Katie said, like, anyone's, like Dungeons and Dragons, and I love, like, Final Fantasy, uh, that was, like, a big thing, a big inspiration for me when I was, like, a kid, like, I, I loved those, like, video game stuff, fantasy RPG stuff, so I was always, like, I always... Loved comics but I always like craved I was like I always wanted comics to be more in that genre and in that realm and I and I never really I there was like less of it I guess like I loved uh like when Marvel was doing Cohen the Barbarian like when Roy Thomas was writing it um that stuff was like that was some of my favorite shit in the Mm -hmm. world when I was when I was younger um so yeah just uh yeah I fell in love with like the format of comics and the The genre and all the content of of a fantasy RPG video game stuff.
0: Yeah, there's something about that genre within the superheroes and the comics and stuff. Even Conan, going back, I, I never grew up on Conan that way, and I read it more recently. And there's a there's somewhat of like a creative freedom that you can have by going into that sure era of barbarians, of that sort of sword and, uh, sword and fantasy, sword and sorcery thing that you just kind of break rules that in a lot of today's mainstream stuff is like, oh, no, don't make sure you don't do that. Whereas this one is just balls to the walls, go for it, which is a lot of fun in a way.
1: Yeah, it's more fun. Like you can kind of just get away with doing more crazy shit, you know, and have people believe it.
0: Yeah. And that it's almost like, well, of course, uh, like look gosh. at where they live. Like what do you think would have okay, happened?
1: Yeah. So sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What I like for to sure. you, too is that like the um, like you said, just okay. you go uh, from false
1: and to Okay. Sorry, Katie,
0: I can't uh, hear you too too and... well. I think you might have to mute again, Kyle.
2: Mute. Area. Okay, so um, that anything goes balls to the wall there's there's something uh it could do, it could just be the 70s and 80s ness of it all yeah but yeah. there's something where they just you make a, you make a really weird choice and, and that's it like yes they live in a castle shaped like a horse no follow-up questions next they right. have giant swords you know of uh, and they can light them on flame oh cool yeah okay next yeah they eat magic mushrooms neat where does that like it's just you there's a lot less um I think there's a lot more I don't know it, it there's a lot more flavor because um the choices in this like in in fantasy and sword and sorcery stuff feel much more um instinctive instead of processed right there's not. there's no there's really no rules and i mean i know there's just the genre the token genre and the you know Dungeons and dragonsness of it all again but there's there's no rules and i think that that gets me excited and it keeps me wanting to go back to that genre more so than superhero stuff i'm i'm sorry i need to take a break from the superhero stuff i, I just feel like we've written so much good stuff what else do you want to do at this point? It's true. So I'm I'm just I'm just going back I'm just like I'm regressing back into uh preteen Katie and just digging into sword and sorcery and some weird sci-fi stuff as well.
0: Yeah. Have you guys by chance read the DC black label The Last God series?
2: No, no, no I know, I know. I know. Okay, well the- yeah.
0: Yeah. No.
1: No.
0: Have, you, have you heard of it?
1: get back Sorry, say, say it again. What well, is it it's called? It's called The Last God. I just read it. No,
0: it's I mean, funny. All of the yeah. things you guys are mentioning right now, I've been reading a lot of, like I have been reading yeah, Marvel yeah. DC, but I've been going through Jason Aaron Thor, which is very fantasy-like. and the uh, Oh, I love that.
1: Ron, yeah, it's yeah, so good.
0: The Brian Azzarello, a Wonder Woman with Cliff Chang on the DCN. So it's very mythological gods, yeah. all kinds, like very dark. And then after that, I read, I don't know if you could see it, called Last God very much (laughs) oh I yeah
1: I have seen that
0: highly recommend it I mean you guys are the experts in in the genre of it because you've read and played games and video games but he's so committed to it that even at the back he's made a role playing game out of the what? characters within the oh, book. Oh,
1: shit. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, and he's laid down all the rules and the points yeah. and everything like that. I'm not yeah. that well-read in that genre, but he clearly, like, for people who are into it, this is the book for you guys. Like, it, And it's all painted oh. art. Uh, okay. Roberto Federici, I think, was the Ricardo Federici. Very cool stuff. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to check this out for sure. That sounds amazing.
0: But, but tell me about your book that you guys are working on.
2: Well, we've been We've worked uh, on so. it off and on for for since before covid. Okay. And uh I don't even remember I I don't even remember when and where you pitched this to me as a thing we should be doing Kyle, but um it sounded rad. It sounded very it sounded like I was already kind of like 60% uh in the, uh, to, Really, creative. picture the I, mean, I think it's, I mean, it's not too bad. <laughs> know, picture the characters. Picture uh, all of it uh, right away. Uh, <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's going to require months to months to try and, Like thinking into this book. It was a uh, proposition that felt easy and good.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, like um, I guess so. With with this project for me, it's something I've been working on for a long time. It's a story I've been kind of developing and uh, I started it as a web comic. Um, but then I kind of realized like I wanted to do something bigger with it. And I wanted to make it, I just had this vision for it in my head. And I was like, I can't do this the way I want to do it all by myself. Like mm-hmm. I need, I need a collaborator and I need someone who like will bring a little bit extra, like in terms of like the visual style and like someone else who, someone who understands like this genre and this world, like, um, you know, like Katie does. So I've, I, I had heard of Katie, like I, I knew who she was kind of in the, in the Toronto scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was just like, I, I found her stuff on like Instagram and I was like, this is fucking sick. So I just, I just, I, I think I just, like, DM'd you or something. I think so,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was like, hey, like, I have this project, and we met up, and, I mean, I got, I I think Katie instantly, like, um, just, I am I very much, like, appreciate working with people who are, exactly, like Katie, like, laid back, just very, like, easy like to that. talk to, easy to converse with, and, like, she clearly gets, she was, we were clearly on the same level, like, so we, you yeah. know, we, in terms of like what this was and what we want to do with it. So yeah, yeah, we just met up and we talked about it and yeah, we were trying to figure out a way to make it happen. Um, and it took, it took a while, uh, to kind of get it to this point because I think, yeah, originally I hit up Katie to do, to put together a pitch package, uh, which we did and we were like shopping it around, but no one was really biting. Um, but I was like, I, I don't know. It, something about like what we did with the pitch and everything like even though the pitch didn't go the way that i wanted it to in terms of like getting a like a publisher on board i was like it's it's still to me like so cool that i was like i i need to figure out a way to make this happen um i, I didn't want to just let it die um just everything that Katie had brought to it and like the style that she developed and all like the, the concept designs and stuff. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to not do this. And so in that time, my studio raid, we had started, um, we had started slowly becoming kind of like an independent book publisher. And we've been doing that through Kickstarter and we've, we've done like, i think four or five successful books through kickstarter at this point or under the uh, under the raid press kind of like raid imprint essentially and as i was watching this kind of all occur and you know how much effort and work like the studio ramon and all these guys have been like putting into like pushing these books and seeing how fucking cool they were and how successful they were on kickstarter i was like man like maybe this is the way to go for this project and then now this is kind of the the shape it's taken and this is what we're doing with it to to push it forward so now me and katie are doing it just ourselves kind of independently and uh we're we're doing like a series of three books and we're just getting the first one done now and uh that's gonna be kickstarter through raid press is going to be the way that we release it that's cool
2: i i'm very glad that this is the the way we're getting it out there the way actually like i'm obviously really glad this is that it's getting done i couldn't stop thinking about it either um i put a lot of ideas into those pitch pages that uh i think had been brewing inside me for a long time and finally here's a story to connect these visuals to, to create, you know, like this really, um, I think I had a lot of fun with intense, like environmental storytelling because I hadn't been given a chance to unleash like that for a while. And, um, you know, as we shopped it around as a pitch package, we weren't ignored, but nothing seemed right. And, uh, it, it was, it was hard to turn down opportunities, but they weren't the right, they weren't the right venue at the time. So we, um, but it was still like burning a hole in our pockets. And Kyle, Mm. uh, after, I guess it was after, um, the raid Four anthology. And we just like, I had such a wonderful time doing a short story for that. And we saw, you know, the, the, the studio, the raid studio with all the success behind their projects. And like, it just seemed like all of a sudden it, it, it was a no brainer to do it like this. And I'm, I'm really happy, especially for Kyle, because he's this way also maintaining control over this this world he started so long ago. Right. And I just, it broke my heart to have to sign away those mm. those rights. And then if you're not signing away those rights, you know, you're not really, um, you're not, it's, it's peanuts for an artist. And I think it's really important that, you know, at this stage in my career, I'm making more than a living wage. Right. More than a living wage. I, I just, I, I I can't say how happy I am to be calling comics my job right now, week in, week out, and not being, not working for free. Yeah,
1: like,
2: that's very cool. I, I don't have
1: my dogs. Yeah, 100%. Like, everything you just said, I, I agree with so much. And, like, that was another thing that was kind of bummed me out about all these, like, when we were pitching it, kind of the offer we were getting, I was like fucking like, like, uh, cause, because it's like more of a, I've been working on this for so long. I just want to see it come to fruition. But for Katie, it's like, she, she needs to be, she needs to be comfortable doing this. I don't like, and, and all the offers were again, I was like, this is just like, this isn't good. This isn't good for us as creators. It's not good for Katie. Like there's no, what, what's the point of, of doing it this way you know if if we don't have like as much creative control if we're not being compensated like what is the what's the point of doing it you know
0: yeah and it feels like today the way to go and it's i think fans of who have been following comics for years are also now following people who have good ideas to things like substack or to things like kickstarter where you get to tell the story you want and it's not going to be corrupted by corporations, for better or for worse, right? Because now everything is is almost unrecognizable in a lot of ways. It's like, I don't even want this thing anymore. I'd rather just get something fresh and new. And instead of, you know, people trying to write their story through Batgirl, tell me your story. It's probably going to be more interesting anyways, right? So I think yeah. this is a great
1: way you guys are going about it yeah 100% like and and that's a it's it's cool too like I'm I'm really enjoying this process and this way of doing it because I always feel like I don't know what it is about like right now in the world of comics but there's very much or maybe I'm just reading the wrong comics or not being exposed to the right things but it definitely feels like there's like this I don't know everyone's trying to play it safe or something and there's like there's this kind of like i don't know everything that i've been i've just been so like like not excited about a lot of new comics and content that's been coming out because everything just feels so watered down and so like cookie cutter and so like structured to be a pitch that netflix can pick up you know what i mean it's just it's just like i don't know it's i'm not trying to shit on anything but it's just like it's boring you know what i mean and uh to me to me you know it's telegraphed
0: Um, there's a lot of things that just feel telegraphed it's like when i don't know if you guys grew up watching wrestling at all
1: yeah i like a little
0: bit yeah yeah. i liked wrestling a lot as a kid i believed it and then i enjoyed it once i kind of figured out the magic i enjoyed it almost a little more by it but it Mm -hmm. also gets to the point where it's like i don't really need to keep up with this because i can tell you how the match is gonna go i can telegraph it now And it's the same with comics. When they a lot of the news, when you want to go to a comic news site, the big news is like, let me guess, and you pretty much figured it out,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, for sure.
0: And it's like this isn't interesting. I want something exciting. And like you said before, Katie, a lot of the stories, like we've told them all. We've
2: told them well. That's yeah. the thing. We told them well. I'm right. not shitting on. Um, I'm not shitting on uh, Spider Man or something like. No. My my fiance, big Spider Man guy, and he's read a lot of it. You know, really great stuff and some old crap too. But <laughs> you know, it's like, listen to what they're doing with this. Listen to these what these creators are doing. I'm like, wow. But I, I don't know. A few years later, it's like, listen to this. I'm like, well, that's cool, but I don't know. Like, I, th- I thought you told me about that. Like three years. Is this the same like, again? Thing? Again, you can't uh, Like, I've always said that Actually, I guess this is my concept That superheroes, the characters Themselves, eventually Um They, they transcend their character And they become an archetype yes. And you're trying to write character pieces For an archetype But you're treating them as a character And it becomes very boring, and that's when things get rehashed Whereas, I think in I the really realm of Fantasy mm-hmm. um, sword and sorcery and stuff you're starting with the archetypes and then you're telling the story so there's right. there's a there's a different place for the tropes and and the archetypes and that's all got to be there and, and you know kyle and i have the same language when it comes to that but uh this book is going to be it's not gonna i don't know i i'm drawing it i have to say this it's not gonna <laughs> look like just some uh you know um mainstream Dungeons and Dragons thing someone's put out to make a buck and sell the actual game like this is this is our thing
1: yeah yeah that's cool yeah and and to that point like that is going back to the whole reason I wanted Katie on the project because she brings such unique sort of visual language and style to you know all the art that she does and it's like it was a thing like just the thing that she does like that is just her own thing is the thing that I was like <laughs> that's that's what this needs to be and there and even like going back to how I was kind of saying how this all came to fruition there was a point where we thought like, Oh, it's not that we didn't want to work together, but it just, that it wasn't going to work out just with like schedule and work, like all (laughs) the things that we all have going on in our individual lives. So I was like, I was like, okay, um, maybe I just got to like take a step back and maybe I got to see if I can find another artist to work with on this who, you know, maybe, maybe this will work better. But, um, I, you know, I, I've talked to some great artists and I found some people, but just like after, what I had done with Katie, the, the pitch package, it was just, like, nothing, I was, like, it's, it has to be Katie and I, like, it has to be this team, or I'm not doing it, That's so, cool. That's cool. you know, so I was, like,
2: it finally came to get, like, I, um, I was always thinking in the back of my mind, am I going to be able to do this, you know, like, in the next six months or these six, like what's happening. And I had, I had just taken a new job or sorry, I had taken a job in video games again, full time and it was going great. Uh, and then it wasn't all of a sudden, uh, we had some, we, we had some health issues with the person supplying the startup money long story, but, um, and there I was all of a sudden without a job and here comes Kyle like, within four days of me getting that news. Within, it was, it the, the timing couldn't have been better. I didn't even have time to panic yet when Kyle said, hey, how about this? And I thought, oh my God, it's perfect, it's perfect, it's perfect. Now is the time. Now is the time. And I even think the pages I'm doing now, going back to this in the last month and a bit, uh, are better than the ones that I did for the pitch package by far.
0: That's cool. It's really cool yeah. to see two people like this is what i think people love about comics is when we think of our favorite comic book stories there's usually the writer or the artist and they stay together they've got like a chemistry so to see two people feel comfortable about the project because of the person they're working with that's really nice
1: yeah 100 percent. and that's something i needed as well like i i wanted to have that kind of i don't know how to describe it but just like like I was saying, like how me and Katie are just kind of so on the same page with what it is. And like every time she shows me something, it's just like, yeah, like <laughs> I don't have any notes. Like, it just, <laughs> you know, like that's it. You nailed it. So it just, it just works, you know. Except, cool. except
2: when I forget to include a crucial piece in the panel <laughs> that the, just kind of gets lost in the process of, of yeah, well, up, my, a breakdown. Like, Beautiful. Here, Kyle, take a look. And you're like, ah. Uh, <laughs> you forgot that
1: yeah it, it but w- whenever it's anything it's always just like uh like a story thing like I'm, I'm talking about like the art style and like the you know the the visual language and the the designs and everything it's like it's all just like katie just does her thing and it's it just works and i'm just like yeah cool like I, you know, I was saying earlier to UK, it's like I don't expect you to know the story as well I do so, as as I do. So like those things will just be things we finesse as we go through. But like, yeah, it's it just it's so nice, so smooth, so so cool.
2: It is. I think, and I remember like our first conversation um, at the restaurant that just keeps changing. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like a taco place, and now it's an Indian place. And yeah. is it
2: still an Indian place?
1: I think it is. Yeah, I haven't been in there for a while.
2: Because it was yeah. something else before the taco place too. And yeah. I, and I was yeah, it doesn't matter. I just keeps changing. Um, I think that one of the I so we got a beer and you told me, you know, what kind of project this is. And then you launched right into the details of world building story, story, world building like you kinda of bounced around a bit and I was I was totally following and um, I think that our um, narrative and visual shorthand is very much the same language. So we we were already, we, uh, we didn't need to get to this kind of point in the communication, we were already there. So everything was what made this specific, unique, special, like the details. And I could see the way that you were approaching your script. And it was very, um, uh, professional in that it was the way I was, you know, taught to dissect a movie script, or a play, or something like that. Like those thoughts were there, and now when I'm reading that script, uh, this is probably why I'm in love with my own panels right now. <laughs> I, I I feel like you pictured it as you wrote it, so there's no um, reverse camera in the building sense. There's nothing. To get it, you know? There's a beautiful. Uh, ...concept, like, concept, ...that, uh, <laughs> um, continue, 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 continue. Sorry, Kyle, you're going
0: to have to mute the mic, because she's going in and out, and what she's saying is really cool. <laughs> Go ahead, Katie, keep going. <laughs>
2: Sorry, so, the, like, the, the script is written beautifully, and I know that Kyle has pictured it as a, um, as a movie script, or as a storyboard, let's call it that. Right. Because your characters are moving through staging. the staging makes sense. people are you know I, I don't have to I don't have to email you or call you or message you going he said the guy did this but he can't because he's on the opposite side of the room or right. why is this guy scared? He doesn't even know that thing yet there's no, nothing like that jumps out. It's so well written right. so that when I go to draw it and because our visual language is already here, mm-hmm. That spin comes out immediately, and I'm able to get like super weird with this because I'm not working on the the fine details.
0: Got you. So it's Kyle, really I have a, a question for you in, in the fact that like this was a, a something that you created, but you're also an artist. So is there are you guys sharing artist duties, or is you just put it completely in the trust of Katie?
1: No, I like again. The reason I'm working with is because I love what he does, and like I'm just putting all the visual, all that is like, I'm really trusting Katie to to do all that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to influence her, her art. And cause, because I already love it. I already love what she's bringing to the table. Cool. So I don't, I don't want to have, you know, I want to give her as much creative freedom as possible because it seems like as I've been doing that, she's just been delivering like <laughs> sick, sick shit. And going back to what Katie was saying, it's like, that's the like the way that I'm writing this and the way that I've learned to write. Because I went to film school and I studied like screenwriting. I, I learned to write for um, a director. And like an important part of that is to not get too hung up on those like, you know, like camera angles and compositions and like trying, you're not, I'm not the director in this sense. Like Katie's the visual director. I'm just trying to tell the story and the way that she envisions it is the way that it should be presented on the page so i'm not trying to get too hung up on on the only thing that i care about are our story details like things that you know propel the story forward like the lore and the world building and the characters and stuff like that that's my focus and when it comes to yeah the composition the panel layouts everything like that like that's that's all that's all katie
0: That's cool. Guys, I'm really excited about this book. I can't wait to read it. Can you tell me like a synopsis, like an elevator pitch of what it is about?
1: Yeah. um, So obviously it's a, it's, it's a sword and sorcery world. Um, It's, it's a come, it's a coming of age Gothic mystery. I would describe it as Um, it's all set in this uh, town, called Blackmouth. It's like this medieval gothic town. Um and people are people are driven to this town. They 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 want to come here because it's like it's got this prospering, thriving economy, all due in part to its mining industry. So you know work like kind of uh like working class hopefuls they they come to this place in search of a better life. On the flip side, the town has kind of this dark secret and this there's kind of this legend about this witch that has cursed the town. And nobody knows if it's quite true or not, but most people from Black Mouth believe it because there's this phenomenon that happens where um, they say if you have an impure soul, you'll be cursed with the witch's mark, which is just this mark appears on your body. And when that happens, you have to be... Exiled from the town because nobody wants the witch to come to town. You have to be exiled so that the witch will take you away and do whatever she's going to do to um, keep the, rest of the town safe. So that's kind of like the the world this is set in, and the story follows a character, in Eric, whose mother was cursed with the mark when he was just a young boy, and they exiled her to the woods, and he never saw her again. So the story starts there, and it kind of builds from that underlying mystery and. Uh, I don't want to give too much away as to where it goes, but that's kind of the the premise of it.
0: That's a great trailer, because I mean, when, <laughs> when you get, sometimes you people don't want to tell you too much. Like, I just want you to wait and see. It's like, okay, I'm excited, but I don't know what to look for either. But now this is something like I I, I know what is going to happen as far as why I want to stay on the ride. Like, there's a loop there. There's a big dip coming. Like, I want that experience. That's very cool. So, Katie, what was it for you that was like, yes, yes, and yes, this is the project I've been waiting for? Just everything? (laughs) Uh,
2: Yes, everything. Um, Kyle just had his shit together. He just, he, he had a story. He had all the layers in a story required. All of the stuff I look for, you know, structure, characterization, you know, um, analogy, like everything was there. And um, I, I think when I think I latched on to the Blackmouth Teat as I was doing the pitch pages, when I decided that what that town looked like being um, very vertical, very, very Gothic in proportions, um, the cathedral is quite central, but um, it is almost obscured by this pit that is in the middle of the town and the town has grown like grown around this pit and that's where the mining occurs. So there's a real there's a grit in the air all the time. People are coming up. Uh, they're going home from work from the mines and they're, they're, you know they're, they're either walking through this um, Gothic medieval street. We've got priestesses all in white and we've got these miners shuffling home at the end of the day so there's I think uh the mining element is so beautiful as a like as a visual creator and then also um the uh the practicalness of a lot of these characters too you know it's not like um you know I'm a bard I'm an elf I'm a sorcerer I'm like I'm a wizard there's people that are just blacksmiths and there's people that are just Miners—they remind me of people. I live in downtown Toronto. I look outside. I see a bunch of construction workers coming to work for the day, and i, I see them go home to wherever you know, um, yeah. Pickering, Brampton, whatever. Like they're here for the work. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you can you can understand how this uh, this practicality is kind of heavy laden on on the workers, and that other machinations are definitely going on behind the scenes but until it affects that uh they're not too, they're gonna swallow the story about the witch they're going to elect the same mayor over and over all that kind of stuff so there was there was something i guess vaguely political that also enticed mm. me along with the big pit of a mine in the middle of the city
0: yeah that's cool
1: <laughs> um, oh, yeah. go ahead pal you're good sorry sorry yeah um yeah that's like and that's something i kind of was conscious about when i was writing this too is like i i wanted to keep the supernatural like it is sword and sorcery and there's like this supernatural component to it but i wanted to keep that supernatural element very subtle, like, even though it is a fantasy, and it's medieval and gothic, and it's got this really crazy visual style, I still wanted the characters to feel very grounded and relatable, so I I didn't want to get too heavy with supernatural element, like, right off the bat, you need to first, I think, as a reader, like, believe that these characters could be real, and be able to relate to them in a way that is more on, like, just a, a human level, um, you know, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to hook the reader by like, look at all this cool magic and, and stuff. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put them with like the story and the characters and the world that it's set in, and then the supernatural element kind of is like threaded through there and grows as the, the story progresses.
0: Right, and I think that's the that is the always the secret sauce, right? It, it's the powers are cool, but it's the fact like if you go back to classic superhero comics, it's the fact that Spider Man. Goes to a high school and he has a bully, or he's got this friend, or you know, this outlet to whatever it is. There's these people in his life that made what he did mean something a little more to you. So, if you make it grounded and plausible in a way, even though it's fantasy, people can like that. I think is the most relatability is probably the best sort of thing to have in a book that gets people hooked in. Like, even watching Stranger Things, I don't know if you guys are enjoying that. But that town, it's so small and simple, but it's the uniqueness and it's like, I remember kids like that, right? Even if it was just one kid in this show that is kind of like people I grew up with, that's real. And it keeps you coming back.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. Are you guys watching that, by the way? I haven't I haven't watched the new season yet. Because okay.
0: it's got those Dungeons and Dragons elements to it.
1: I love the first season. Like the first season of Stranger Things is awesome, um, but I just haven't, I haven't caught up. There's so many things to watch. So
0: many things. I know it's true. People say, "Oh, did you watch this? Did you watch?" I'm like, how can you keep up with everything? Like, I do like to read sometimes, <laughs> or talk to people. Right? No, it's true. So getting back to, um, getting back to the book. So when do you guys have uh, sort of a plan of when the release or the Kickstarter will be launched roughly? So people can keep an eye out for it.
1: Uh, roughly, like in a perfect world, we would maybe be launching this in the fall. Okay. Um, but we're also trying not to put too much pressure on ourselves. Like we are on a, you know, we're we're actively getting it done, but we're we're kind of, I think maybe too early into the process to really like have like a solid date. Quite yet but if if we could get it for fall i think that would be ideal um but probably at the latest like very beginning of next year
0: okay and the, sorry katie go ahead
2: oh i was gonna say um the um the pages are coming along really nicely uh and i'm able to kind of speed up and slow down where i need to but you know this is the first time we've had we've we've done this kind of book either of us you know like just two people going right to kickstarter and um i you know i can see us because we are both ocd and designers Mm -hmm. and artists i can see us you know spending a lot of time on uh all the extra little bits we want to put in i'm saving so much process work i love seeing process work in in books and back matter so like we're not going to put out a book without this kind of like you know little bits from Kyle and where these concepts came from and my first uh, stabs at trying to draw stuff. Book design, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, the fu- I think I consider this the fun part of making a book, but I think that's where we're going to uh, really go nuts and maybe slow down the process a little bit because these pages are coming fast and furious and uh, I just can't wait to show them. I can't wait to show them.
0: That's cool. That's it's, it's always that part where... The idea is there, it's fleshed out, but then it's like having the baby, right? But for you, you're like, I can't wait for this to occur. When you get to that point, there's no stopping the the creative yeah. train, I guess. That's good. Sorry, Kyle. Were you going to say something?
1: Oh, no. I'm just, oh. uh, just adjusting my seat. <laughs> okay.
0: So for for this project, um, for both of you, I guess I'll go with Kyle now. The kind of world building and the type of story you wanted to tell, did you have any inspirations that you drew from as far as books or stories that you liked growing up? Were you like, I want it to be more like this instead of too much like that.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the thing that like sparked this idea for me is when I played Bloodborne for the first time and not because I wanted to do something necessarily Gothic, even though that was an inspiration for me. Uh, if you're not familiar with Bloodborne, it's a spin-off of the Dark Souls video game series, um, and it's my favorite game. It's the coolest thing, and the reason I love it so much is because the way that they tell the story, and that's the that's the thing that inspired me. They tell the story through the world building and through the little details that are peppered out throughout the world and the lore that you, as the player, have to discover for yourself that like you have to actually put a little bit of effort into understanding what is going on in this world and why everything is the way that it is and looks the way that it does and like who's this character and where did they come from and nothing is like necessarily spoon-fed to you you have to you have to kind of go on the journey of, of discovering the story yourself and I was like that's that was like the first playing Bloodborne was the first time that I kind of like ever thought about telling a story that way and of course telling a story in a video game doesn't always translate exactly in the way you tell a story for a book but I really like that idea of telling a story through the world building and the lore that the story is set in so even though there is a story arc there's character arcs and there's a main story that you follow and this uh, again another reason why I I want Katie on this project because she develops all this like this world and these these visual concepts and this lore so well. I want the reader to be able to get more out of the book by just like reading the words. I want them to be able to look at the images and be like, oh, like what does that mean? And like put little put little connectors together about like who these characters are and where they come from and discover more about the story through the visuals and through the world in that way. So so that idea was inspired by playing Bloodborne and playing Dark Souls and that's kind of like the first little yeah, spark that I was like oh I want, to, I want to tell a story this way. That's cool.
0: For How about for you Katie being um, a person who loves that darkness and the thick inks and all that type of art was there some place that you were kind of looking at like a world that you enjoyed kind of being in to get that inspiration from?
2: At the time uh, Kyle mentioned Bloodborne and Dark Souls. I haven't seen those games yet. Like, I knew I'd seen them on on the Internet, but I hadn't played them. I hadn't gone through them. I didn't quite understand um, how that storytelling uh, was affecting him and his concept and script yet. Uh, what, I mean, God, I, I think that I, um, I... I guess I would say European comics. There's a few artists... Um, I own a lot of their books, sometimes not in English or French, so I can't read them. Like, I've got this (laughs) whole tradition of something. I can't. I never will. But uh, they're just, there's just something so um, deep and crunchy and, I guess, Moorish. My fiancé uses that word a lot, Moorish, meaning you can kind of sink into it. Uh,
1: It's a good word. It's a
2: really good word. (laughs) Uh, something about this genre so kind of I guess what I do as an artist a lot of the time is I don't draw I make notes and I look at things and I try to kind of find a through line between the the project I'm supposed to be working on and something that connects to it and and sparks an emotion so, uh, there were, I, so, I I don't know, I go on the internet, I go on Pinterest, I pull out some of my books from the library, and I, I'm thinking Blackmouth, I'm thinking about Kyle's script, and I'm looking, and I, I guess the first guy, the first person's work that jumped out at me was one of my favorites, his name is Enrique Fernandez, he does a lot of concept work, um, but I found him through his self-pub- self-published uh, indie work called Brigada, just... Some of the most beautiful uh, fantasy pages I've ever seen, and the composition and the technique—it was all there. Um, that was really influential, so I've I've tried to keep that feeling, like under my butt or in my heart or something. When I'm working on my pages, I will, you know, I'll just go on, I'll go on to I'll go into my mood board, and I'll just zip through his stuff, just kind of like taking it in, because that it reminds me. Of the feeling I want to be creating, it's a lot. Like I, I don't, I don't copy other artists. I've never. I'm very um, excited when I get comparisons to other artists because it helps me understand what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't look at other artists as I work, right. but I look at other artists when I'm not working, and I try and internalize it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say yeah. So I'd say European comics, especially Enrique Fernandez, and and his work on Brigada. Go and look it up. It's gorgeous. I think you can get some really cheap editions right now.
0: That's cool. There's two books. That's very cool. I I I don't know if I heard correctly, but you have uh, history and fashion design as well.
2: Yeah. Um. I I fashion a bit of a bit of styling, and I was in front of the camera for a little while as well. But um. I I still religiously consume fashion magazines and i go to very high-end stores and i look at garments and i turn them inside out and uh i've got a whole like you know fashion uh reference library here uh it's like i, I try and go cold turkey but every I, I can't like at the end of the day i'm still you know drifting into clothes and uh, <laughs> consuming and, and what that all means so i'm really hoping to bring that to this project, uh, with Kyle letting me just go like carte blanche on the designs, I've come up with so much. That's the other thing about Blackmouth, the town itself, it's very diverse. So it gives us a chance to draw whatever the hell we want because everyone comes to Blackmouth. Right. So I'm drawing all sorts of fashion. I mean, some of these people, they don't look like they've ever seen a Gothic cathedral. And here they are right. in the, this Gothic town. So, um, it's given me an opportunity to dig really, really deep and see some fashion reference, yeah.
0: That's cool, yeah, I was thinking about that when I had, Sam had mentioned that to me, and I thought, as you guys are describing this world, if it would be exciting for you to be able to design all of these different costumes, whole cloth, or do you become more particular because you have that background, where it's like, I gotta get this right, whereas a person who's just like, they need to wear a dress, like, there's a dress.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, the old comic uh, T-shirt and jeans. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Same T-shirt and jeans. Um, no, it gives, like, I can't just draw a dude in T-shirt and jeans. I can't. I can't do it. Um, that's why I hate drawing stuff that's set now. It's I find it very boring. Because um, if you draw a character and it's something that's set now and you make them a little fashionable, it becomes unreasonably Uh, out of the norm and then that part of the story and it's not part of the story. It's just like that person happened to buy some cool pants. (laughs) Um, So I, I, so it makes me both puke and get excited to think that I'm, to think that I have an opportunity to draw all of this stuff. And I think we've come up with, um, in the pitch package, there's a lot of diversity in the fashion and I'm excited to sort of, um, uh, Build on a few of those looks I created, and and get some more backstory, and populate them in the town, and and understand the fashion tribes and what that says about the the social uh, mores of the town and the you know the socioeconomic implications, all that kind of stuff. Fashion's a signifier. Fashion's our main signifier when we leave the house, and it's no different than fake characters in a fake universe.
0: Right. No, I, I think that's so interesting because even when you read a book for a second time or when you take a moment to just pause and look at the art and a person's taken the time to design it in a certain way, it's it gives you more of that shelf life of this is so. something yeah. worth looking back on. It's like kind of like – I don't know if you guys have seen Lady Killer from Joelle Jones.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But the way she designs what she's wearing, you pay attention to what the clothes that people got on. Because it's kind of <laughs> telling you what year it is. And that's kind of cool to go back to. So for you to have that freedom in this project, I think it just adds an element to the crea- creativity of it all.
2: Yeah. And Kyle's letting me do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Okay, guys, I want to ask you some of those fun questions that people like talking about. I want to go through some of like our favorite things. So like a fast, I don't know what the right word is. Not a fastball round. Fire. Fire round. That's it. Something like that. Okay, let's start with you, Kyle. I I heard you're a movie movie buff, and you had just mentioned to us that you went to school for film, right? So, what's yeah. your favorite movie?
1: X Ex, X. I've
0: never watched it, and I've always wanted to. Why so Ah, exactly
1: uh, oh, so many reasons. It's such a like. I think because as a writer. Um, it's such a tight script. It's like one of the best scripts I think for a film that I've seen. And just the everything I, I could honestly spend as this podcast talking about why I love that movie. But um, Alex Garland is the director and writer of that film. Uh, he's he's the director of uh, Annihilation, Devs, and recently End, which I saw in theaters last night, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's just he's just on another level when it comes to script writing and directing.
0: I gotta check that out. Okay, i've I've always I've always seen. I'm like I think I might like that. And I'm not sure why. I never just press play, but I'm definitely gonna check it out now. It's a good uh, high recommendation from you. How about for you, Katie? You have a favorite go to guilty pleasure even
2: guilty pleasure film? Yeah. Or yeah we'll go we'll go lowbrow because uh, i love alex garland too he wrote one of my favorite sci-fi films uh before he was directing i guess which is sunshine okay. i love that one yeah i love the ending okay. <laughs> uh, so so but going lowbrow uh, we've been watching a lot of um we've been watching a lot of like childhood favorites lately you know star wars the original trilogy, Jurassic Park stuff, uh, but I think, man, I think it's like in, I think it's Indiana Jones. I think would be probably I've seen them literally all of them at least a hundred times. We just pop it in, yeah, the VHS and let it go, and I can, I can talk along and hum along with them as if it's a two-hour-long song. Yeah, like that's the level that they are, and I guess I mean Spielberg's filmmaking seeps into eventually because it's so logical so that yeah i'd say it's a guilty pleasure but that kind of stuff definitely informed uh the way i think of storytelling definitely it's not i have a funny anecdote i tell somebody i know went to film school uh and on their first day they had a kid in their class that had never seen a film before he was mennonite which is my background so i can make fun of him and his first film that he ever saw was last year at Marion Bad. Kyle, do you know that movie?
0: No,
1: I don't know. It's non-linear. Oh, you no.
2: Know, uh, an and it's like a it's like a fever dream, and it's black and white, and it's like imagine if that was my first film, and that was my visual language. I think I don't know if I could do comics. <laughs> like, no,
0: yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: Growing up on Spielberg, yeah. like
0: in comics. What's your favorite Indiana Jones movie of the three? Or four. I forget. There's a fourth one.
2: Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say it. I have to say it.
0: The booby traps. That last <laughs> scene before he sees the night. I know, man. It's a good So
2: good. Yeah.
0: So good. Yeah. I always so good. wonder if I can see the bridge before he throws the salt on him. I'm like, can I see <laughs> it? Right? It never gets old. There's something about I find movies from the 80s that I, I was born in 84 so that's I love all that stuff yeah but like even back to the future you're right it plays like a song you the way that they say the words, the way that the music comes in and it's just you can you' you can hum along the dialogue in this mm. weird way mm. and it never feels strange even though nobody talks like that, but it's yeah. just right. I don't know why those movies got it. Yeah. I don't know. Even Top Gun. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Top Gun, but I never realized how much I love it. Oh, dude, it. I saw...
1: It's so good. It's so oh, good. I
2: see
1: it. Have you seen it? Richard too, hasn't seen the
2: first one. No, I haven't, because Richard hasn't seen the first one, my fiancé. Okay. So we need to see the first
1: one. even. You don't even need to see the original one to yeah. see this oh. new one.
0: Yeah, you don't. It's He's right. It, 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 I'm shocked at how obvious the story was and how much I wanted to know that story. And then at the same time, like... Like you were saying before, Katie, about going back and remembering those impressionable things. I never knew how cool I thought Maverick was. is. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He's just the yeah. coolest guy in the world. When Tom Cruise plays him, that there's no better character that he's played.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, literally, I literally walked out of Top Gun Maverick and I was like, fuck Tom Cruise. You're so fucking cool. Like, right? I hate it.
0: <laughs> and you hate him for it. You yeah. want to like – oh, he's trying too hard. But when he got on that motorcycle with the leather jacket – it's like holy shit! This guy's so cool. He <laughs> still got it, man. Yeah. Okay. How about a favorite album? You guys have a favorite go-to? Yeah. The one that you keep in the that's, car.
1: That's so hard, uh, um, man. Um. Nah, that's so hard. That's so hard. Do you have uh, a
0: go-to genre, Kyle? I can maybe metal. Okay, a favorite metal album. Yeah, is that just as favorite hard? metal.
1: It it is. It's hard. Probably there's a band I love called Architects, and their album Lost, Lost, uh, they Lost Forever is. There's uh, probably up there for me. Uh, one of my one of my just like an album that I can like consistently put on and listen to front to back. Never yeah. get sick of it. Yeah, it's it's that for me in the genre metal, which is a genre
0: yes. I spend a lot of time in. Cool. How about for you, um, Katie?
2: Uh, it's hard. Um, I hadn't played anything in a while. Like, it was all podcasts going through all my headphones Yeah. Uh, through Spotify. And then uh, I t- had to take a, a walk the other day, and I just was podcasted out. And I thought, okay, let's just just, fuck, just put, put <sighs> something on really quickly. Just put it on, put it on, put it on. And I put on—I guess this would be one of my favorite albums, which is Beck's Guero from 2002. Yeah, it's like the height of of uh, Beck, and it's it's not overly intellectual at all. It's still just the cacophony and the hooks and the it's it's. I like music with a lot of texture, so I like metal. I like more like if I'm in the mood for metal, it's more like a like something really grimy and doomy. And, um, like I love hip hop because there's so much texture in there too. Uh, fucking, I don't know, but the, but, but when I was younger, I remember like listening to that texture that, that Beck was creating in the nineties. And my, again, my brain was very happy with it. It's going all over the place. And it somehow relaxes me.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I understand what you're saying without completely being able to, Reiterate that I totally get what you mean. That's cool. Yeah. Um, What's a favorite podcast of yours, Katie? What do you like listening to?
2: Guilty pleasure, I guess it is. But I all when I whenever I'm in the shower puts me in a good mood. I listen to How Did This Get Made? Classic podcast. I love all those guys um, and girls, and just yeah, I love it. I love it. I haven't seen half the films, but I've seen a lot of them. So it's oh yeah, let's do. I just listened to – like I listened for the third time to the one on Con Air because mm. what a film.
0: <laughs> that's the one – the um the, the podcast, that's the one with the the actress in it, the host. She's an actress, right? And she's yeah, in... they're all
2: actors. Yeah. There's, um, she's in Grace and Frankie. That's right.
0: That's the yeah. one I'm thinking of. And
2: then her husband, Paul, is in a bunch of things. And then the other guy who's the mainstay is Jason Manzoukas. Is that he's kind of like I guess he's about fifty. He's got crazy curly hair and he always plays like a psychopath. <laughs> he he plays um, he like he's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's on Community. He's oh, on I know. Like
0: you, know him, you
2: know him. Yeah.
0: He, yeah. 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 Got, Drives me crazy on Brooklyn Nine Nine.
2: Yeah, he's yeah he's antagonistic and like, like he brings the dramatic irony all the time because you're like, don't do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Kyle? Do you have a favorite podcast?
1: Um, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, revisionist history. Um, that's something I just like to put on just, you know, while I, while I draw, it's the go-to for me. Um, I don't really have much to say, but it's just a good podcast.
0: That's okay. It's always it's always good to have more things to, like, check out when you've been podcasted out of the ones you like listening to, right? Sure, yeah. How about TV series? You guys have a TV series that you're, you're kind of go-to? Old, new, doesn't matter.
1: The, I mean, still to this day, I think the best TV series I've ever seen is the first season of True Detective. That's like, I don't know. To me, that's like, I've never seen anything that's like gone above that, just in terms of quality and and writing and, you know, the characters' performances. It's just like a whole other level. So it's, uh, that's my favorite thing. And also, I've been, uh, I'm in the middle of the latest season of Better Call Saul, uh, which is also incredible.
0: I've never gotten around to finishing Breaking Bad. I have to, so then I can go watch Better Call Saul because everyone just, there's never anybody who says like nah it's okay everyone's like it's amazing it's
2: It's good it's very good I think um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul talk about environmental storytelling like that the the compositions and everything just oh my god Um, yeah what what are we watching what are we watching (laughs) oh speaking of uh, Bob Odenkirk so I finally got Crave I caved and got Crave uh and they have all of mr show from the night i guess oh. it, to the 2000s and it is crazy to go back and watch that and see how innovative it was because and it's still really fucking funny it's still really funny Some of them, it's like
1: the greatest sketch comedy show in my opinion it's so good yeah, yeah. And? i
2: was watching comedy bang bang i don't know if you've seen that but it, it it's such a and it's all the same people i think 20 years later but it's comedy bang bang blew my mind but then watching mr show you're like oh it kind of took it from here this is where it came from not yeah. so innovative
0: so it's on crave the it's one. on
2: crave yeah
0: okay i'm, I'm gonna it check that out 90 shirts and i've heard very good things about true detective as well it, Is that on any streaming service
1: yes. what what uh, station was
0: that on or channel it's
1: it's well, it was. I'm pretty sure it's an FX show, so I oh, imagine okay. that would be on Crave as well. Yeah, uh, but I don't know, because I just I, I love it so much. I have it on Blu-ray, mm. so I just I just watch it on that. But I'm not sure. You can find it somewhere. It's it's somewhere for sure.
2: If we're talking about what I have on Blu-ray, the only show I have is Law and Order, See, early season, season one, <laughs> season one. You can't stream it, so I've seen. some
1: classic okay. TV.
2: So classic, so classic. It's like New York is a character. Ah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's very cool. I,
2: I love it. So much. I, I grew up falling asleep watching it with my mom, like on her lap. So. Oh,
0: that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. There's some sweet. there's yeah. some things that are like when New York is a character, you just want to watch that show or that movie just to see New yeah. York. Sometimes,
1: yeah.
2: Just feel it. Like that's my idea of New York because, and that's kind of what it. You, well, it's still kind of like that. Yeah. Still...
1: Speaking of uh, New York and TV shows, uh, a good one I just watched a set in New York uh, that I really loved was uh, Only Murders in the Building. Oh, I'm
2: excited uh, to start that.
1: It's really good. It's really fun. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. It's uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Huh. And uh, it's it's good. It's, and it's about a podcast. It's about these guys who start a podcast based on, like, solving a murder that happens in their New York uh, condo. And it's uh, it's fun. It's really good.
0: That's cool. And what where's that? Where can that be found?
1: What's it called? That's uh, on that? Disney Plus. It's called Only oh, yes. Murders in the Building.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I didn't know what that was, and I was like, I don't know if I want to watch like a a stand up between the two of them. I, yeah,
2: I, it's, I, it's it's an actual episodic show, and who the the actress in it is it Selena Gomez.
1: It's Selena Gomez, yeah, and she's great in it too. Yeah,
2: so don't judge. Don't judge the fact that she's in it. Just watch her.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Okay, I'm gonna check that out for sure. Put that on the list. You guys have a favorite comfort food?
1: Oh, salt vinegar chips. Any brand will do.
0: My wife is really gonna like you, Kyle. That's her. That's her <laughs> go-to as well. Making sure everything's neat, and then having a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Jesus. <laughs> is
2: my, my favorite chips, but I don't know if. Comfort food is different from favorite food. Com- yeah. What's my favorite comfort food? What? That's not comfort food. Kraft dinner with ketchup.
0: Okay, yeah, that's, that's definitely that's definitely comfort food. Yeah. Um, Kyle, I was told you're a big Christopher Nolan film fan. Is this true?
1: Did Shane tell you that?
0: Yes, he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love Christopher Nolan. He's he's a great director. Yeah. Do you
0: have a favorite Christopher Nolan film?
1: Well, I mean, probably The Dark Knight, but outside the realm of uh, superheroes, um, I think probably Interstellar.
0: Yeah, I got to rewatch that. That one was trippy. It's
1: yeah. very trippy, but it's very cool. Um, I love... I I love the tightness of that script. It's something that's like very dense and you don't always uh, fully grasp the concepts on the first viewing, but it's definitely a film that deserves a rewatch. And then when you do watch it a second time or even a third time, like you get more out of that film than you did on the first viewing. And I like films like that. I like films that you don't always get it on the first time, but it leaves you thinking and it leaves you intrigued. And then, you realize the more you watch it it's like oh this is this is very tightly wound and well thought out and yeah i really like that one
0: what did you think of the new batman
1: i thought it was really good um i really enjoyed it that card chase scene is nuts like so cool right. i was like so giddy like a little kid when i was watching that in the theater <laughs> i was just like smiling like stupidly uh yeah i really like i still i still think uh the dark Knight, in terms of Batman films, like it's untouchable, but it's uh the new one. It, it holds up. Like it's really, really good and worth, worth watching for sure.
0: Yeah. I was pretty That's impressed. What... Go ahead. Oh, Katie. sorry.
2: That's why I caved and got craved. Cause it was up there.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. cheaper
2: than renting it or going. So let's do this. Yeah. yeah. And I, and we loved it. We really did.
0: I, when I, I, I've been really hating on the DC television t- movie stuff for a while. just, it just was not what I was expecting or what I know but this movie, I went in with very low expectations and as I'm watching it, me and my wife, she's a big Batman fan. That's like her her character. She didn't want to like it but I can see her being uncomfortable in her seat because she realizes I like this a lot. Like this is good and I came in here wanting to hate it. it was, they did a really good job.
1: Yeah yeah they did for sure. And I really liked uh Robert Pattinson yeah, in that right? Role. Like, yeah, right I thought he, I thought he really did a great job, and I wasn't I didn't know what to think. like I know he's a good actor, and I loved him in like more recent stuff, like uh, the lighthouse um, and good Time, uh, if you've if, if seen those films, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was just really impressed with his with his take on the character.
0: Yeah, it was great. Guys, this has been a ton of fun. I would love to have you guys on again if you'd be up for it, because you're so
1: cool to talk to. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. No, this has been yeah, this has been yeah, awesome. Very chill, exactly my vibe. Yeah. exactly what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: this was just like having to happen to having to happen. Sit down together at a table, like at a bar or something, and you're just like good. You just start That's yeah, what I
0: wanted yeah. it to feel like. Feel free, feel comfortable. Say what you really are thinking about stuff and. People may or may not be listening, but it's great conversation. And I know that you guys are gonna have a lot of success with this because the passion for the project is like so apparent. And you, Kyle, I think you picked the right person to partner up with it on. You can see right. it. it. It was a good choice. It's gonna work out. And Ray Thanks, Press, man. like I've had all of you guys on for for different uh, all the things leading up. Like I had Ramon on uh, two weeks ago, and everything you guys do, you knock it out the park. Honestly, it's really good stuff that raid is making and I, I think everyone needs to catch up on it
1: yeah I, I i agree like i'm very proud to be a part of it and like just seeing everything that all the guys are doing and putting out it's just like it's so cool it's so special and it's like i don't know we're just doing it on a level that in terms of like creator own stuff i don't see a lot of other people doing and um yeah just it's a really exciting really exciting time
0: yeah, and what's cool about the way that Raid Press is doing it is that every project is to that creator's style for that book. No it's not like this stock like, you know, TKO's got a cool thing, but it's everyone looks kind of the same trim and you is that a coloring book or what is that? Everybody at Raid, their project is very unique to what they want it to be. And it makes you wanna see what they're doing next. It's like what are you gonna do now? Yeah
1: a hundred percent it's like it's very diverse and yeah it's all every yeah every creator brings their own style and voice to the the individual or specific book that they're doing and yeah it's just yeah again i i haven't really seen anybody doing it this way and it's it just feels cool and unique and special and yeah
0: yeah i can't wait for for the launch i hope you guys come on again when it does launch we'll go through all the tier packages of everything that's going to come with the with the book thank you guys
1: yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you.
0: Where can people follow you guys?
1: Okay. So blackmouth stuff is uh, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. It's Blackmouth Comic at Blackmouth Comic. Um, my handle is KJS Comics. Katie, I, you can say yours. I don't remember it.
2: Yeah. Um, I, on Instagram, I'm at this is my face, all one word. But if you search my name, K A T I E Sawatsky, S A W A T S K Y, I'm the only one on Instagram. Uh, and then uh, cool. my my Facebook and Twitter are just Katie Sawatsky, all one word. And again, I think I'm the only one around. Not in general, I know it's like. <laughs> No, there's three because I get their mail written and stuff sometimes.
0: And and Kyle, you got your webcomic. Tell everybody where to find your webcomic.
1: Yeah, so Wander is, you can read it at www.wandercomic.art. And you can also read it on tapas.io, which is a webcomics platform just by searching Wander.
0: fantastic thank you guys thank you everybody for listening rate and review the show follow these good folks and keep on the lookout for black mouth which will be coming from ray press very soon thank you everybody
1: thank you